0: Welcome back everyone. You've probably heard many people tell you that investing requires patience. You have to be patient when you're deciding what you choose to invest in. You have to be patient to let your investments work for you. And you have to be patient when markets turn goofy so you don't make any impulsive emotional mistakes. In my opinion, learning to be a patient investor is the most important factor for long-term success. Sure, you also have to learn where and how to invest your money, and that will play a significant role on the results you ultimately attain but a lack of patience will cost you dearly even if you invest in the right stocks and funds. The efficient market hypothesis tells us that in financial economics, asset prices reflect all available information. This essentially implies that it is impossible to consistently beat the market on a risk-adjusted basis since market prices should only react to new information. I think the fallacy of the efficient market hypothesis is that it assumes that all investors make rational decisions based on available information. I believe this isn't true and very often many investors make irrational decisions which create opportunities in the market for rational investors. The trick is finding these opportunities and leveraging them to your benefit. And here is where being a patient investor comes into play as well. First you have to learn how to patiently wait for such opportunities to present themselves. Then you have to be willing to bet against the herd. And you have to be willing to patiently wait to capitalize on the opportunity that you identified with no guarantee that it will work out. Most of you have probably heard of Visa, the largest of the four major credit card networks. The company doesn't have a long track record on the stock market, having their initial public offering on March 19, 2008, right in the middle of the Great Recession. But in hindsight, Visa has a great track record, offering returns almost double that of the S&P 500 since its inception in 2008. Double may not sound like much more, but when you grow twice as fast for 15 years, the difference in cumulative return is pretty significant. Since April of 2008, Visa has grown by more than 1,700%, while the S&P has grown by just 367%. That puts growing at double the return into better perspective. But I can tell you that many investors that purchased Visa stock during the past 15 years have underperformed the S&P, and some have probably even taken a loss under trade. Because even if you purchased Visa during its IPO, maybe you didn't hold it for very long. Maybe you bought and sold several times during the last 15 years. Maybe you turned this 1,700% return opportunity into something closer to the 367% owning the S&P would have delivered, and possibly your return from Visa was even worse. If you held Visa since inception, kudos to you. Let me explain the benefit of being a patient investor using Visa's track record as an example. During the last 188 calendar months since Visa's IPO, if you purchased shares of the stock and held your position for the duration of one calendar month. The odds of beating the S&P 500 were just about 61%. That's pretty good. It's better than the odds you get at the casino. But even though the odds were in your favor, there was still a 39% chance of underperforming the S&P during any single month, regardless when you purchased Visa. Do you think the outcome of that first month of owning the stock would play a role on your decision of holding this position longer or moving on to your next idea? My guess would be that if the result of the first month worked out in your favor. And you saw a return in excess of the S&P, you would be more likely to continue holding the stock, expecting a similar outcome in the future. But if you underperform the S&P during that initial first month, the thought of selling Visa, eating the loss, and moving on to a better stock might be bouncing around your brain a little more. The average underperformance for the 73 months where Visa trailed the S&P 500 was 3.74%. The average outperformance for the 115 months where Visa beat the S&P was 3.75%. So on average, during any calendar month, you either won by 3.75% or lost by 3.74%. But in hindsight, we now know that there were more winning months than losing months. And simple math tells us this balance leads to an overall long-term win. Some of the winning months were exceptional, but some of the losing months were also pretty rough. There were 5 months where Visa underperformed the S&P by more than 10% and plenty more where you would have trailed the S&P by far more than the average 3.74% loss. That's a rough loss to sit on regardless how much money you invested or how long you've been investing for. Unfortunately, we don't have the benefit of knowing what will happen in the future and there is no guarantee past trends will continue to stay true. So here's where patience can give you some edge in investing. Let's just assume you did all of your homework and researched the company thoroughly and you believed it was a great business and that it was reasonably valued and it could prove to be a winner. What if you told yourself at the onset when you purchased Visa that you would hold the position for a minimum of 12 months, no matter which way the stock or the market moved, because you wanted to give your idea room to work. Well, the data tells us that this minor change would improve your odds of beating the S&P by a full 10%, with the new probability of winning being 71%. While that's still not a perfect outcome, the odds have significantly improved in your favor. If investors base their decision of whether or not to continue holding a specific stock simply based on its return relative to the S&P, more investors would likely continue to hold Visa stock longer if they adopted the 12-month minimum holding period, opposed to evaluating their returns each month. Learning to be a more patient investor comes with time and practice, but you can force patience with a simple rule like planning to hold a given stock for a minimum of 12 months. Of course this rule can have added stipulations for a more rapid exit from the position if your investment thesis changes or there is an adverse change in the business itself. 12 months may sound like a long time to a newer investor, but seasoned investors have the patience to tolerate much longer periods of time. Let's say you aimed a little higher and set the minimum holding period at 36 months instead of 12 months. 3 years is a long period of time, but now the data tells us that your rate of success in outperforming the s and with Visa would have increased to just slightly above 80%, another improvement of almost 10%. And if you wanted to be really crazy and set your minimum holding period at five years or 60 months, you would have won 99.22% of the time. There was only one five-year rolling period during the last 15 years where Visa failed to outperform the S&P 500. And to give you more context, this one period resulted in less than 2% of cumulative underperformance, which doesn't sound terrible that's roughly earning $200 less on a $10,000 investment. My example here was overly simplistic because it didn't consider any type of valuation for Visa and the business just happened to be an excellent company to own since inception. The point of all this is that once you do find the right business that you want to invest in, be patient and give it time to work. Not all of your investment decisions are going to be great. It doesn't matter how much research you do or how much conviction you have in your idea. Sometimes things just don't work out the way you expect. But you don't want a lack of patience to squander a great opportunity that you didn't allow yourself to see to fruition. Every investor will tell you they have had at least one stock they have sold too early, only to watch it continue to grow and reward more patient investors with excellent returns. So go out there and find great businesses, buy them at what you believe to be a fair or better price, and learn to wait patiently for the returns to come to you. If you learn to master these three simple rules, you'll have a great investing career. If you enjoyed the video, do me a favor, give it a like and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching and see you next time.